Great. So we're, 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 we're taking a subject down at Hope at the moment called The Forgiveness Project, where we're looking at people's stories to do with forgiveness. And uh, Jason has gladly agreed to come along today and to chat with me for a little while about his story of forgiveness and um, how that's worked out in his life, what that's looked like. So, Jason, thanks for coming along and agreeing to sit with me today. Well, thanks for the opportunity. No, that's, that, that's a pleasure. So we're talking about forgiveness. It's a subject that affects us all in one way or another. It's affected you particularly as well. Um, you sort of got in touch with me and said you've got a story to tell. Um, just let's let's begin to unpick that a little bit, Jason. Where where are we going to start with your story, with your journey today? Uh, I think I think the beginning is is my sort of initiation into into Christianity, and that was when I was five years old. Okay. Um, up until I was five, I, I had a sort of a, just a regular childhood. But from from the age five to about fifteen, I was raised as a Jehovah's Witness. Okay. Right. Is that something that was in the family, like your parents? No, it was, it was it was quite. It was my mother first. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, sort of, a couple of years later, my dad joined her okay. in becoming a Jehovah's Witness. And obviously, as children, we were raised within that sort of that, that sort of fra- that sort of framework. Right, right. And you say that was through from five to about fifteen. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, what sort of things were you doing in that time? Is that sort of going along to the Kingdom Hall and? Yeah, we were. Um, we were doing the door, the uh, the door knocking, sort of, which is expected of you as a part of your active service as a Jehovah's Witness. Okay. So okay. we were out speaking to neighbours and people in our community. Right. Basically, on a mission to convert people, but sure. But sometimes a little bit more watered down from that. Sure. And was this something that was real in your own heart? I mean, were you sort of searching for God yourself at that at that age, or? I had a. Um, I think that as a child, there's a conformity thing with yeah. your parents, and you do what whatever makes them happy, and you try to steer away from whatever causes them displeasure. So certainly, for the first few years of my um, Christian life, it was just a case of uh, adhering to mum and dad's uh, requirements. Sure. Um, sure. The the turning point for me was a particular Jehovah's Witness book. Um, that they they call the creation book, right? Um, I can't remember the full title of it now, but it was all about sci- it was just, it was a book about science, yeah, yeah, and um, talking about God's um, looking at God's majesty in the in the world around right. us, the way that things are designed, the way that things interact with each other in, in nature and in science and things like that. Sure. And I just became so overwhelmed with the the detail and the masterfulness of it that uh, that I, it made me appreciative of the thought that there was a creator and okay. that that the, um, this god was more than a a, a figure in a story yes. that he was relevant and all around us and surrounding us with the things that he's created and okay. and that I remember writing in the front cover of the book that I'd I'd finally there was some meat on the bone for me, right? And I'd and I'd and I'd I'd, I'd found something um, quite profound to me. Yes. That, that so really so that, that, that obviously opened up your 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 mind to the fact that you know there is a creator. It started on a journey. You said you were with Jehovah's Witnesses sort of five to fifteen. So so that's mm. something that's not continued. That's right. So so some things have happened along the way then to to prevent that. I mean, yeah, I had I had some I had some. Um, issues 
within within the the Jehovah's Witness context, um, there's an unquestionable nature to to the to their faith, and I think that we should be encouraged to ask questions. Right. And and it, we were, I was frequently rebuked for challenging popular opinion, and okay. and that. Um, and I, I found, I found that there was a slavish devotion to only a small amount of scripture, right? And a, and a lot of the Bible, I, I enjoyed reading the Bible. I read the Bible a couple of times, and I would take bits of the Bible and go and speak to my dad or speak to the other elders in the congregation about it. But they weren't, they weren't, as I viewed it, weren't willing to look at the bigger picture. Okay, okay. So I felt quite, I felt quite stifled, right, by it. And did that then sort of turn you away from that, and that, that sort of period of your life came came to an end? Yeah, um, um, I mean, it, it, it turned me off. I began to, um, I felt that I was witnessing hypocrisy. Um, the the Jehovah's Witness faith is not one that that um, extols forgiveness in a very big way. It's very judgmental, right? And so we're we're all very very critical of each other uh, and we looked upon each other's failings in a very negative way whereas now with a sort of modern insight and the way that I feel now um, I, I sort of um, I wouldn't say I embrace people's failings but it makes them human and it's and it's, it's part of what we all do as we're on our journey right but things right. were, things were harshly critical. Okay, there's a we, fallenness in us yeah. all and a brokenness in us all that we need to recognise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's yeah. I think it's important yeah. that we yeah. that we acknowledge that that that's that's yeah. the case because we are sinful creatures. Sure, sure. So did you stop? I'm thinking you probably didn't stop believing at that point. You just sort of drifted away from. I didn't. I didn't stop. Faith. What? What? I didn't stop believing in God. Right. But I. But I I decided to sort of almost freelance my faith, and, yeah, okay. and I was, and I was going to worship the way that I felt comfortable worshiping, and I was going to subscribe to the doctrines that I felt relevant to me. Yeah, and I was going to do that away from a, from a church or away, away from being in a group of people, okay. people doing that. Um, but uh, you know, I do recognise that as well. That's in conflict with some of the encouragements of the Bible to gather together and sure, and things sure. like that. And it did always leave um, a void, a, a, a gap, because it, cause fellow worship, you know, you know, if you stand alone, you can worship God, stand alone in the middle of a field on yes, your own and worship yes. God. But it's very empowering to, to be among other people that are worshipping God hmm. along with you. And part of that community uh, of, of being with other people. That's yeah, right. Yeah. And, and so I didn't have that. Right. Um, you have to remember that this come, came along in my teenage years when there were a lot of distractions. Sure. And um, there was a lot of temptation to 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 lead an unchristian lifestyle as yes. well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think as a combination of my frustration with life up till that point and being a teenager, then. Um, I, I pretty much turn, turn my back on organised religion. Okay. I still maybe um, deludedly felt like I was um, having a relationship with with God. Right, um, right. But it was very much a one-on-one. 
It was on your terms. Relationship. Very yeah, it was, it, was on my, okay. it was on my terms, which yeah. is perhaps not the fairest way for it to be. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and during that period, you were off doing whatever you wanted to do in terms of what teenagers typically do. And well, yeah. I mean, I, when I left home, I was 15, and um, my leaving the Jehovah's Witness meant that I was excommunicated. Okay. So uh, my parents disowned me, and the rest of the congregation, the Jehovah's Witnesses that I'd grown up with, all shunned me as well. So the the whole world, as I knew it, was tipped upside down. So you were left quite isolated. By yeah, that. I was yeah. isolated. I was homeless. And you uh, seem literally homeless. Yeah, without literally anywhere homeless to without, anywhere to, wow. without anywhere okay. to go. And um, the the uh, I think temptation came in almost as a necessity and as a necessity right. I, I began to uh, sort of like commit trivial crimes and and things okay. like that yeah. such as stealing milk off doorsteps and things <laughs> like that I mean it was a it was a matter of survival you needed something to some to extent for me yes yes but it was still an, an initiation mm-hmm. into criminality that had never been there before you're and, still a teenager at this stage yeah I was still a teenager at this stage yeah um in a sort of um, in a desperation to feel part of something I um, became involved with with other criminals at at sort of like different levels okay and um, is that because of the sense of community that went with that yeah there was a sense of loyalty some of of these the, 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 the figures you know particularly one um, was almost became a father figure to me. Right. He, he was a, a man very much older than me and a very um, respected, but it's sort of respected in inverted brackets as if feared. Yes. Um, yes. Man who um, seemed to have it all. Right. Um, and f- for a while, um, unfortunately, that it was people of his status and, and his um, lifestyle that became my role models okay. and um, okay. they provided me that you know they replaced my family they gave me you know uh, an element of loyalty and protection and care that I wasn't receiving from wow. from any other quarter of the the world yeah so yes. so I sort of and is this happening over a period of time this, this happened years? yeah I mean, it, it, it happened a chunk of time probably, probably for five or six years right and during this time, I guess you're sort of thinking about God is getting less and less, is it? That, That's that right. Yeah, gap is growing yeah, the, more. And yeah, more. Um, more and more. I used to sort of, I would, call, I would describe it as touching base with God. Okay. That I would, I would sometimes, sometimes find myself in in reflection. I always, when I was a child, I used to enjoy prayer, and I and I had a. Had a ve- I had a very relaxed attitude towards prayer because okay. because I really do believe that we're talking to our Father. Right. So I, I like that. It was quite intimate. That way of looking looking at yeah. our relationship with God, not as a strict disciplinarian, but as a loving Father. Yes. And so, um, I still I still used to find you know there'd be times when I would communicate with God in the way that I had done as a a child, and I'd really pour my heart out to Him and ask for guidance. Mm. I could sense that things weren't um, going well f- for me 
yeah, in my yeah, life. Sure. Um, I was getting more and more trouble uh, with the police. Okay. Uh, okay. And, you know, multiple court appearances and right and things like that. So yeah. this criminality is getting more and more. You get yeah, more and becoming more, more and more a part of my character. Right. right. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so I, I I I knew. I wasn't a fool and I knew that I was on a downhill slope but I yeah. I I didn't really know how to apply the brakes right and right. I didn't know what else having suffered as much sort of like emotionally and psychologically as I did when I left the Jehovah's Witness faith mm-hmm. I knew to leave this world of criminality was also going to um, leave me vulnerable because I okay would perhaps be considered a, a sort of a liability right um right. and because life within beneath the um protective umbrella yes of of other of other people of other criminals was quite safe and i and i yeah. and i felt that you know to remove that protection was to to put myself in a position of great vulnerability being Involved in the criminal world, I had witnessed and participated in some, 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 you know, really bad things, and it had pictured my opinion of the world, and I felt, I felt that everybody right. was as bad as that, you know. I see, I see. So the world to me was a was a was a very scary place, full of threat. I found it very difficult to trust mm. trust people. Mm. So 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 breaking away from that was was obviously a massive thing for you um, and come at a time in your life I mean where, where did you go from from there because I mean obviously that has happened for you I mean yeah I think I think well, you know the, the the single the single most pivotal moment was really meeting Wendy yes um, Wendy um, saw something in me that I couldn't see myself wow yeah and um she offered me without any um threats or consequences or con- um what condition? conditions conditions yeah, yeah. without any conditions her, her love and her support and and it was the first time, you know, with the Jehovah's Witness faith and with my parents, it was always, we'll love you if you're good, we'll love you if you subscribe to these beliefs, we'll yes. love you, and if you don't, we'll remove our love from you. And then with the world of criminality, while ever you're a criminal with us, we'll think you're great. If you turn your back on us, then we'll yes. mistrust you and and consider you a bit of a, a, a risk, you know. Yes. Um, but Wendy, Wendy invested in me, and even when my behaviour towards Wendy was not as it should be mm-hmm. um, she was she almost ne- like she never, sending an unconditional love yeah she never turned she never yeah. turned her back on me she, wow. ne- she never um, she she just stuck with it yeah and I think Wendy believing in me made me believe that there was a different way okay and yes what to live you mean a different to way to live yeah, yeah. And, a di- yeah. and a different perspective through a different set of eyes through which to look at the world right, right. through so so your meeting with Wendy was really a pivotal point yeah. of change in, yeah. in your life without a doubt it, it brought a calmness 
and um, a peace with it. Although I continue to sort of be in trouble with the police for a number of years. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, it, it, it was that was a, slowly dropping was off a, you, was it? <laughs> it was a slow transition. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was a are, slow transition. Wendy and I, uh, Wendy was raised um, as a Christian. Okay. And Wendy really enjoyed her childhood. Right, um, right. She, was, she went to, a, uh, I think it was a Pentecostal church in Top Valley. Okay. And she had nothing but happy memories. And she was keen for us as a family to... Um, invest in in a place of worship and to to become part of a yeah. a church congregation and i was quite reluctant i i sort of felt that i'd have my fingers burnt a little bit mm. and uh it was with a lot of trepidation that we explored that path right but we did and okay. we tried a number of churches but being me i was always putting things to the test Right, you're testing the water. I was, I was testing, yeah. testing people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Wendy will say that I'm a tester, and I test okay. her as well as a patient. So <laughs> I test, I, I test her historically. You know. Yeah. Um, but I, I would, I would scrutinise people's reactions, and I think what I was looking for was um, something that was perfect, something mm. that fitted my ideals like a glove something that suited me and perhaps massaged my um, feelings and beliefs rather than challenge them yes I see Um, that's what I was looking for at first and obviously to bring some comfort really in that yeah yeah. but but I didn't find that (laughs) unsurprisingly (laughs) Um, and so yeah. What what sort of age were you around this time, Jason? I mean, where, well, about twenty five. About twenty five. Yeah, yeah, about okay. about twenty five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I thought of going back and trying to revisit where I'd been as a child. What with the Jehovah's with the Jehovah's Witnesses, and I sort of had a couple of meetings with with um, with a sort of representative from their organisation. To see if things had perhaps moved on, if doctrine had changed a little bit, if things had right, if things had mellowed perhaps a little bit, but things were just were just the same. So I realised I couldn't go back there. So you wouldn't be going back in that in that direction. And uh, I mean, talk, talk to me a little bit about yeah. you know when 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 you sent the text over to me, sort of saying you'd be happy to chat. Yeah, we're talking about the context of forgiveness. Mm. You, you seem to say in the text that that. Everything that you'd done in your life had had built such a lot of of guilt, in feelings of guilt and feelings yeah. of shame, that you felt you would never be able to get across that bridge. That's quite. If you that's quite right. I felt like um, the the churches that we visited and the places that we went to. I felt that that I that people could see me for being some sort of I would describe a filthy object. You know the, the the things that I'd done. And what were you feeling that that was people's perceptions of you then? Um, no, that I, they would. I mean, I, I was thinking if if they knew me, right? I see. If it, they knew the real if you, if they knew the real me, yeah. I felt like a, a charlatan, like I I didn't belong there, like okay. I was perhaps um, tricking people, not being sincere mm, mm. by by letting them get to know the, the sort of gentle 
Jason as opposed to the aggressive yes. Jason, you see. Yeah. Um, and I really felt for a number of years that I had, I think the word is the word preclude. I'd precluded yeah. myself. I had written myself out of God's okay. storybook. Yes. Um, yes. By the behaviour. And right. I felt that there was no way of coming back mm. Mm. Um, to faith in any way. Yeah. Uh, to the point where I even stopped communicating with God in my own sort of clumsy sort of home-baked way right uh, right I, I, so you sort of cut off all communication I, I, can, I, really. can, I, I completely went stale on the whole uh. idea because I just couldn't see that someone that had lived the lifestyle that I had could ever be part of something so pure and so good again I felt right. that I would be tainted okay um okay for, forever yeah. that's 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 how I but, felt so, 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 so you did feel like that, mm. um, and we're all on a journey. Yeah. In, in, as, uh, wherever we are now, um, you're obviously not feeling that now to the same extent. That's right. I mean, I don't yeah. want to presume upon you. Yeah. Um, so, let's talk about the difference between those two areas. Then, I mean, what, what okay. what's happened to cause you to think or feel differently? Um, a, a, a deeper understanding of the scriptures definitely okay. a, re a reinvestment in studying the bible right rather than i think I, I i was a little bit complacent and i would look back and i'd think well i've read that a couple of times i can't really gain anything from it again yes i see um but that wasn't true there was there was stuff to gain from it um i wanted to put things right um and that's that's it's not the easiest thing to do. I wanted to redress the balance. I wanted to make right, things right. make things. Um, it strikes me that that is something that's really important to you throughout your life. That, that this, you know, you want to sort things out. You're not just happy to leave things as they are. You're you're quite intentional about it. Yeah, I, I crave a peace of mind. I, yeah. I crave I, I crave peace of mind. Yeah. Um, things things sort of came came to a head and I had a crown court appearance and I very nearly got sent to prison uh, that was a, another offence of violence right and um, I'd said said goodbye to the children in the morning fully expecting to be incarcerated okay. and um, I I just I couldn't believe it had got to that point Right. And right. Um, I was I was just totally totally um, totally desperate to to find a um, a way out of the of the situation that I was in. Mm. Um, mm. So I felt that I you know I. I'd sort of pleaded with Wendy and explained to Wendy how sorry I was for the lifestyle choices that I'd made. I'd tried as much as I could to um, appeal to the people that I'd wronged in the past. Okay. And talk to them of my um, turning around and, um, the you know, there's a lot of people that I apologised to. 
Right. Um, There's almost like a genuine repentance in, in, in those actions. You know, when, when yeah. I think like, when, when sort of John the Baptist baptises people, he said that, you know, you sort of repent of your sins and now go and improve your lifestyle by the way that you live. I mean, you, mm. it sounds like you're intentionally going and, and making that apology. Yeah, I was saying, people. you know, I was, I was pleading with people and saying, please don't, don't base your opinion of me on the person that I was then. Please okay. get to know me now. Right and and trust right. me, but I felt I didn't feel that I was having a great deal of success. Yeah, with that. Um, Are you close to God at this stage again, or not? Or I mean, how, how um, does that fit in the picture? Trying, trying, yeah, trying, yeah. Um, but on the, your own, the, engaged with the church at no, all, or not just the church just on, your on own. my own at this yeah. point? Um, but at the 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 condemnation. Um, I, I felt nothing but condemnation at the time from, from the Bible and, and that and I felt that right. I felt that I, um, my excuses were lame I felt that the, the efforts that I was going to wasn't sufficient to demonstrate that my um, sincerity yes um, and um, I, I, I got I got to a point of, of of real desperation with it, okay. um, where I was sort of um, I was very sad, very overwhelmed with guilt, very um, f- emotionally fragile. Right, and um, it, it culminated in in me actually trying to take my own life. Um, okay because I genuinely couldn't live with the um, the memories the the guilt the consequences I couldn't live with the um, reality of the person that I had been even though that person was behind me I couldn't Mm. I couldn't live with it I couldn't live with having been the person that had almost left his children to fend for themselves and get sent to prison I couldn't live with being the person that had prioritised going out and behaving like a hooligan over looking after my wife and my children I see what you're saying and um, I was so deeply ashamed and so um, deeply troubled that I I I went I, I was seeing the doctor anyway and I had some sleeping tablets and I I stopped part of the sleeping tablets for a couple of weeks, and then, okay. I, and then I, on the, on this particular night, I just went and took all of the the tablets and thoroughly hoped to die. Yes. I hoped that that would be the end of it. I felt so wretched yeah. that my children and Wendy, I convinced myself that they would be better off without me. That the that their opportunities for life. That's what a terrible be, place you'd got to. Um, much, much richer if well, I was in there. the equation. And the easiest way to get me out of the equation was to, to end my life and end the psychological processes yeah. that I was going through of, yes. of guilt. Um, when I was unsuccessful, uh, when I woke up with a yeah. stinking hangover from it, um, when I woke up, um, I kind of had one of the most frank conversations with God that I've ever had and I poured my heart out to him and asked and asked, and I sort of 
I promised, you know, wherever you lead, I will follow. Please, okay. please give me some direction in life. And I also... So this was like a moment of sort of pleading... Also, yeah, I kind of, I kind of appealed to God and said, and said to God, you know, there is nothing more, there is no stronger or more profound way that I can demonstrate how sorry I am for the way that I felt that I'd let him down, and let myself down, and my family down, and my friends down, and and things like that in the in the passage of those years, and I I truly believed then, uh, as I do now, that that was. That was a, one of the great turning points of your life in my life, be, because, um, as I say, to to repeat, I'd, I'd kind of taken the the most drastic step that I, that was within my capacity okay. to demonstrate. Yes, yes. So, so when was it around here? So, so I'm thinking at some point you, you've moved from a a how would we describe say a very driven way of of needing and wanting to please God mm. to a feeling completely rejected and distraught in your own sort of shame and guilt of having let God down to getting to a place maybe this is the pivotal moment as you say I mean have you moved to a more sort of accepted sort of place where where God sort of accepts you for who you are you know the the yeah, Christ on the I, cross who dies for us the love that he shows ha, well, in I the mean, context I, of I forgiveness how does that all look for you yeah I know it's a very it's a very frequently repeated scripture John three sixteen. yes but it was it was it was in my head all of the time right and it, the, it just kept going that and the surrounding verses were were just going through my head all of the time and I, and I was I was spending time meditating and and thinking, just setting aside time to think and trying to rationalize okay. rationalize my thoughts. And w- with that with that scripture and other other sort of um, scriptures that I was looking looking at in the Bible, I became I began to realize that God was was a god of forgiveness okay. he'd always been a god of judgment the, the, from the way that i've yeah. been raised yes. in the jehovah's witness faith he is a it's the the ultimate judge right rather than the ultimate forgiver okay and forgiveness is not a very um it's not very well publicised <laughs> um, within the JW right, yeah, church. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're accountable for your behaviour, and if you're a sinner, you're ultimately in Armageddon. You're you're doomed. Yeah, I mean, you can understand I, something of the essence, you know, yeah. that essence of you know, we're all accountable for our own actions. Yeah. I mean, and there's obviously truth it, in that. But it was but, it was re- reading the Bible, and particularly those verses. Um, that that made me realise that there was a retribution mm. available to me through through God, okay, and through through Jesus and through um, through that faith, I managed to sort of completely 
turn things around and and I drew a line on on that date when I tried to take my life. I drew a line, and I and I sort of um, I've I've out loud I've appealed to God, please yes measure the man after that after that point after that point, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, that's what has led me to where I am now and the the stage that I am now with my Christian development um, I've trusted God to enlighten me to open doorways Mm. and opportunities for me to sort of enrich my worship and um, fellowship and um, that's, that's what's led me to the yeah, the place that I'm at today. Yeah. No, that's that. I mean, that, that that's amazing, Jason. I mean, uh, and thank you for for sort of sharing, you know, your story in in the way that you have. And you know, it's great to see where you've got to on your own journey. It's great to see that that anyway, I I believe the forgiveness message of Christ is 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 the most important message that we can tell to anybody, and we can all enter into an experience. I think we come into it at different levels in different ways. Um, and I just thank God that it's washing over you in the way that it's washing over you at the moment. I pray as people listen to this that you know they may draw encouragement from your hardship, in the sense of they may see, yeah, what has become real for Jason can become real for me too in terms of this the forgiveness that God offers to us. And um, you're a great guy, and I just really appreciate you taking the time and the honesty to share something of your story today. So thanks very much, Jason. Mm, Thank you for listening.